You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Mike. Oh, yeah. Are officially in Tristan season. Oh, Tristan. yeah. Tristan time. Tristan yeah. goes, these are the episodes I live for. Let's and then Chewie says, for sure. For sure. We have... Now, here's the thing, everybody. Uh, hey, Ketzel, what's going on, my man? Um, here's how we're going to run the show today. We're going to move quickly. Uh, somebody on the show, somebody on the show has stuff to do. So Might be going um, to the New York Rangers game on Saturday. Well, as a Red Wings podcast, we're all thrilled for you. Yeah. Have, Rangers have fun. and Devils. I get to watch the Jack off in person. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> Jack <laughs> Hughes great, and uh, Jack. Uh, give me the other Jack. Um, who was the? Oh my God, who's the other Jack? Wait, um, guys, I need a Jack on the uh, the Rangers. Were they having fun with uh, Truba? Yeah, help us out. Was it Truba? I don't know. Anyway, that was a fun tweet, but we don't even remember who we're talking about. Anyway, more <laughs> Red Wings news. Global Series. Yeah. Red Wings are going to Sweden. Yes. Uh, November 16th and 17th, Red Wings will be playing our, our old rivals and who some would say are new rivals. Um, Ottawa Senators on the 16th, Toronto Maple Leafs on the 17th. Um, saw a lot of teams complaining this year about making a trip overseas in the middle of the season. So, ah, yeah. Ketzel we'll with an early bid for a comment of the show. Additional home games. Because of all the Swedish guys. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, yeah, hopefully we're playing these like it's a home ice advantage. I, I don't know how much there is to talk about here, but just to be like, oh, this is going to be kind of cool. Game's at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, first thing, right, it's uh, it's smart to include us because of our uh, our, our roster makeup, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but and our stuff, management stuff like makeup. this happens, uh, like – Across, you know, the NBA, maybe not so much the NFL, but the NFL does attempt it. And my God, people actually buy tickets to like Jaguars, Lions when they're both bad. Incredible. Um, or like wrestling when it goes abroad. The, the best part for me is watching these crowds. Because I think we're kind of conditioned for what a crowd experience is. And it's like the crowd experience in, you know, the United States is so like curated <clears throat> where they even try to get you to like, like they try to induce chanting. They try to induce like certain reactions where, um, you know, we're going to get to kind of see what Sweden does organically. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped to see that. Yeah. it's a, It'll be uh Dan B throws out there. Um, I'm going to try and get a trip package and attend this. That wow. Mike, that's, that's a new day. I would say for, uh, 
for Red Wings rant. If we could put together a package, meet up with the boys. We know we have a couple of listeners that actually uh, reside in Sweden. Be fun to hook up there. I myself had the same thought. I was thinking, here's the problem. Family vacations in October. So this is <laughs> this is one month after that. So it's going to be a lot of money. But uh, yeah. Uh, Jared thrown out there. Wings get screwed into weekday games. Well, Jared, this is, you know what? This is the time to have it happen. Uh, if you're a work from home employee like I am, uh, you can get pretty lucky and uh, get to spend your day watching hockey instead. At least I, I'm thinking about still taking half the day to enjoy it. But uh, we have a lot to talk about and very little time. So uh, cool news. Why not? Yeah. All right. Oh, Mike, I, I love, wanted to... Yeah, I love this slide. I wanted to hit on this. Uh, Jack Han, uh, we're sharing his tweet. Incredible info info from Derek Lalone on Vasilevsky's weakness. Now, this is something that was shared on uh, Sportsnet. And Derek said, we did a study on Vasilevsky. This is uh, in the between period breaks. If you guys aren't aware, Lalone is a part of the uh, Canadian broadcast discussing, you know, the games that he's watching. And this happened to be Toronto and Tampa. Uh, we did a study. Of course, him talking about Vasilevsky. He was one of the lower percentage goalies in finding pucks from the point. We changed our entire D zone coverage based on that. And um, Mike, I uh, follow up. Cooper said uh, to Lalone or about this comment. He said, uh, you know, that's what he's paid to do. He's paid to go on there and make these comments. I just hope that when he makes comments, they're accurate. Yeah, I mean, uh, Derek protecting Lone strikes me, uh, he strikes me as one of those guys who used to watch, um, like, uh, Magicians Exposed, you know, where they would uh, show you how the magic tricks were done. Hey, hey, wait a minute, Vasilevsky, no, he doesn't have any weaknesses. Come on, Derek. Um, I, so th this, this comment did, like, I've, I've already put Vasilevsky on my Mount Rushmore of goaltenders, like, he's up there. I mean, yeah. especially with the amount of hockey I've watched. This part of my life compared to more, even the Dominic Koshik era, Martin, Mar Martin Brodeur, I'm so happy to toss Patrick Waugh off that thing. You know, like if I have to make room, uh, but of course I could just go with those four and I'm, I'm good. Those are obviously the four I've called off top of mind. So it's probably those four, but any hoozles. Um, Mike, I wondered, so this has hurt like for a moment. I was like, oh God, not, not a fan of Vasilevsky. Don't do me wrong like that, Derek, but Mike, I wanted to ask you. I had fun with this. I've been to a party, Mike, once or twice in my life, and I've wanted to fit in. I've wanted to give, bring value to a party. Uh, I've recently changed jobs, and I'm, I'm guilty of doing this with my coworkers. Mike, yeah, was this an overshare from Derek? Did he did he cross a line here? <laughs> was this something where Derek was like, everybody was bringing up pretty cool stuff, and Derek was like. I, I gotta keep up with these guys. I gotta keep my job. And he was like, I know. I have an internal study that probably well, had some sort of signature attached to receiving the study that none of it would be shared. I could talk about it now. I will say that, uh, I mean, I think getting getting as insidery as possible, I think that's what the people want. And I mean, it's not going to tarnish... For me, I, I don't think it's really going to tarnish Vasilevsky. I mean, he's a you know multiple Stanley Cup champion. Yeah. Um, but no, I I think one of the things that uh, you know 
people really like is is people who can look under the hood and kind of give you information that you you aren't sure. privy to, which is uh, you know I think we're going to talk about that in a moment with Brad Marchand. Um, but yeah, I I think this this kind of stuff really boosts the game because sometimes it can be so cryptic about what what people are doing, like how people are succeeding. Um, you know, it's not that long ago that we thought plus minus was a usable stat. I mean, it's you know nothing. Um, <laughs> so having stuff like this, I think it also um, you know lets you take it into the Red Wing realm when you wonder, you know, what is Iserman doing in that draft room? Um, and then you start to see, oh, okay, you know, it, you know, our faces are too close to the elephant. So then when you start to back up, you're like, oh, is he set, like setting up a contingency plan for Kosa, who is a Vasilevsky-shaped goalie? Um, you know, is that why he's pursuing, like, the defenseman that he's been drafting and, you know, making a, a high priority at you know, the top of our, our draft boards, you know, for consecutive years. Um, yeah, so I think, a, I think a comment like that, it just really, it makes me feel a little bit better about, you know, what is the future for this team? And it, it, you know, kind of shows you that there, there is a large scale scheme, even for a, you know, an incredible um, um, organization like the lightning with an incredible player like Vasilevsky, that they still had to find a way to, uh, you know, maximize him as much as possible. Now, Dan B throws out there, I think Newsy should be scouting and not broadcasting. I, I think he's got enough time. I'm I'm okay with this. I, I still lean, I'm a, I'm gonna lean into this and, and I, I think Lalone might have overshared here. <laughs> I think like this could get you into some trouble. But Mike, to your point, I think the positive here, I think he gave us some insight that uh the likes of Dom Luce Chisholm, uh Prashant Iyer, closer to the Red Wing fam. Of course, he's got a new podcast out there. Um I think this could open some eyes and like, oh my God, there's so many things that I've never even heard about from another goaltender. Like, like taking a look at data and coming up with this sort of assessment. Like we are so far away from what the NHL has access to is another eye opener for me with this. Um, but uh, like we said, we have so many topics today. We got to keep moving. I know. Um, Express and reporting Gustav Lindstrom actively searching for a place <laughs> to play in Europe. Maybe he was just looking for the uh, global series. He was like, let's play in Sweden, guys. Uh, but no, it uh, looks like Lindstrom's out the door. He uh, was going to be one of our right side solutions. But, uh, you know, this is this is one of those that, um, you know, maybe we maybe we failed him. Uh, people have been pointing out that he was the pick before, of course, uh, Dallas Stars monster you know? point producer Jason Robertson. Um, but I, I don't... You can't know that Jason Roberts. I mean, that's one of those things you have to luck into is a second round pick. Right. Dallas would have picked him in the first. So many teams would have traded ahead, picked him number one if we knew Jason Robertson was going to be Jason Robertson. So you can't fault the Red Wings for taking Gustav Lindstrom. Um, I think ultimately it's just, you know, the stinks. Um, another draft pick that uh, that didn't pan out for us. And it's, it's a top 60 draft pick. You know, um, those are the kind of things that we're hoping – with these discussions today, we're going to talk about some some potential hits. Um, and we already know there's some Wallanders in the Red Wing system that we hope are second round hits. Um, but this is obviously what can happen. And this is uh, maybe to the point of where the value is at for second round picks that maybe uh, with three second round picks, two first round picks, maybe the answer is not drafting with all five of them. 
trading for someone. Uh, that being said, another non-draft opportunity. Last year, we were pretty excited to see Pontus Andreasen come over. He, of course, was uh, a Rookie of the Year candidate over in uh, in the SHL. And, um, yeah, it just it didn't pan out in Grand Rapids, and Pontus is headed back over to the SHL. Um, actually, I, I, I can't say. I'm, I'm going to say he's going back overseas. Is Fel Coleman... Could someone confirm that? Uh, is that is that another SHL team? I don't want to talk out of my ass. I just know he's going back overseas. Uh, so we lose Gustav. We lose Pontus. What it was just going to be one of those cool things. If it hit, it hit, and it was going to be neat. Uh, but it didn't uh, didn't work out. Okay, Mike, what you just hinted at? Oh yeah, some NHL news. Uh, There's a scuffle in front of the benches. Caught some some naughty words, and Brad Marchand throughout there it was very disrespectful that it was broadcast on television uh he's he's concerned mike that the boys can't be boys mm. anymore and they're going to make a play to make sure <clears throat> and he's talking about like the nhlpa to make sure that that doesn't happen i have a very maybe not hot take i think it's it's a make sense take but um i don't know if you want to take this one first but i i've been when I heard about this, I've been kind of stewing about it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. No, I, you know, this guy could be more off base. Um, I don't know if he knows, but he gets paid millions of dollars to be in the entertainment business. Yep. So, uh, I mean, we're looking for content. We we want to learn who these players are. Uh, we like hearing that human interaction. Um, I It's no secret on this podcast. I apologize. I apologize. I'm a gigantic basketball nerd and getting a hot mic when uh, Jimmy Butler's going to eliminate the beloved Milwaukee Bucks saying, this is my shit. This is my shit. All this. This is my shit. That was uh, some pretty goddamn entertaining stuff. So I'm just yep. saying they encourage that in that league. And I think the NHL, don't listen to Marchand. He does not speak for all of us. Uh, we want more of this content. Um, I think we want to hear more chirping, less microphones on pleasant players. I don't want friendly guys getting the mics. I want the, the agitators. I actually wouldn't mind it on your boy Kachuk, Matt, just to hear people go, you know, all the colorful language. I'm sure they have to uh, rebut that piece of crap. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say this for a guy that licks people and that makes it onto national television, quite a take for discussing disrespect. What don't you want us to know, Brad? <laughs> yeah. You know, what uh, are you hiding? Number two, this was this is why I was angry because he certainly brought this up as if this will be a point of contention at like the next CBA. Um, Mike, this is why the players seemingly lose every goddamn fucking uh, negotiation at the CBA. Because this is... and uh, You know what? Some people are going to get mad at me, but like their big things are going to be this bitchy shit about, oh, I, I don't want my, my words to show up because I don't want anybody to get canceled. Um, hey, don't be a piece of shit. You won't get canceled. Uh, number two, you're like, they're always like, oh, I want to make sure my big fight is I want to go to the, the, the Olympics. That's fine. The, Olympic, the Olympics are pretty sweet. I admit it. But those are their big fights, and this is why they lose every goddamn time and every CBA, and they are just embarrassing themselves uh, in regards to every other league. Uh, I, I just, like, this is it. This is what they care about. It's always like, oh, boy, the boys gotta be the boys. It's like, no, man, you fucking idiots. You just gave them another thing that the owners are gonna play against you and say, well, 
we'll uh, take a look at those escrow numbers if uh, if you guys want uh, to take the microphones away from between the benches. And you know who loses with that? Because they could still say whatever the fuck they want if there was a microphone there. It's just the fans. Just the fans lose. Because of what you said. So for everyone that's been recently jumping on the Brad Marchand bandwagon, come on, come on. Hop, hop off with us. Because... He's always been a fucking idiot, in my opinion. And uh, this is just more of that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, he's, a, he's a fucking boy licker, you know? And uh, I think he just wants to limit how much of his boy licking that we really know about. So hey, it's really an indictment Jim, on him. Falcomen Fel uh, meant welcome on that uh, graphic <laughs> Jared called out. Thanks, Jared. Team welcome. Um, yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, <I> really <laughs> fucked that one up. Okay, um, so back to draft talk and how many picks we have. Uh, Mike, this was shared on Twitter, and uh, a lot of people were like, ha ha, get the fuck out of here. Alex Debrinkit, uh, Lassie Thompson for Andrew Kopp, a 2023 first-round pick, a 2023 second-round pick, and a 2024 second-round pick. Uh... That's a lot. And you're basically get. I mean, your your main bag here is is to brink it, and you can see his war percentile. So this is this is what we're calling out. This is a coming in hot, uh, Twitter show. It's called coming in hot. So, I mean, I I don't I don't think there was a lot of thought put into this, but could I argue, if things fell into place, and that first round pick was the New York Islanders' first round pick, and the Wingdings did a little bit of winning in the draft lottery. This isn't that far off uh, for me. Like you, you want, if you win the draft lottery this year, you want to start loading up with talent now. And I am not super stoked about the free agency market. And um, I'm going to say it is a lot. And when I say it's not too far off, I mean it. Um, you got to give up to get something. Debrinkit had a shit season this year, but things have gone better for him. You could see, even with his poo-poo season this year, where it wasn't completely terrible, but you can see on the war percentile rank, it dipped below uh, 70%, but he had, you know, playing with maybe a, a stronger version of the Chicago Blackhawks when that was going down. He was up in the, you know, near 100% and in the, the upper 90s. So this is a guy... Top power play percentage, even strength offense is there. The even strength defense is not. But we've talked about needing a guy with finishing abilities. Not top top 7% in the league. This is a conversation you want to be a part of. This is probably too much. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be this is my hot take on this. I think a lot of people said no way too quick. And we we're just talking about losing Gustav Lindstrom. Yeah. No, uh so I like uh, Joe Diamond. Welcome. Uh, just throwing out there. That's just for the rights oh. to sign to Brinkett. He still need to be signed. Absolutely correct there. Um, Ken Young throwing in. I can't see a trade with a division rival, especially Ottawa. Uh, as far as being our peers, I do think that that would be an odd trade to uh, sell to the fan base on Ottawa's side. True. Um, but uh, I will say, who says no? I think both teams say not yet. Um, and funny enough, I could see a world where the trade looks more appealing to Ottawa if cop is not involved. So they don't have that <laughs> contract on their books. Um, yeah, I mean, well, it's, uh, it's pretty sexy, I, right? I will but, say uh, this. I, I was coming in hot 
with my my take. Joe's reminder that this I I was thinking this uh, I'm looking at this with the one year. I I I don't know. I take this back. Actually, I'm gonna walk this completely back. Um, this is a lot for just signing rights. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, this is this is kind of what we've preached, right? Trying to get upper upper talent. Um, you know, the scoring talent on the team. So I, you know, cop still has a place in the National Hockey League. Um, it's not really on the score sheet. Um. And it would just be about whether you guys can stomach giving up, you know, a, a top 20-ish first-round pick and then, you know, shenanigans to get to brink it. And Right. And the you're right. The biggest piece missing here is shenanigans are, let's, we want to be able to talk to Alex and work something out before any of this, right, got signed off. If that was the case, absolutely. Um, again, not the trade I do, but we're in that, like, that's, the conversation I want to be in is trading chunks of draft picks for guys that can make a difference next year. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, the priority one is we, the ones that's priority one. Priority two is finding a way to, uh, Oh, probably sell that other first rounder. I like that idea a lot. And if this means anything to anybody, um, what we're looking at here <clears throat> and yeah, you know what, actually, even, even to your point, like what you're saying, like I'm walking it back. Still, it's close. It's a little. It's obviously too much, but that's the conversation we want to be in. Um, you know, you you draft all these guys too. I mean, there's still there's still that next part of the conversation that has to happen. So you're trading away mostly draft picks to pick up signing rights. I feel like that's that's the conversation you want to be in because you're talking about years before most of these guys are going to get a sniff. Uh, this is just uh, Debrinkets. Uh, I talked about his his war slide. Uh, from that 92% he has over the last three years, it's closer in the, the 95s and ups before this past season. You can see uh, overall across the league just wasn't wasn't going hot. Okay, we got to keep moving. We do have yeah. uh, an ad to share today, so we're going to run through that real quick. We'll come back. We'll talk some, uh, some draft. Uh, NHL draft, let's say that. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. And if you're not a new customer, I am on that thing every night with those quick same game parlays you can put together. Uh, one of them I was just looking at. You go tonight, you got Colorado, you get a line. You get a Miko Ratnan goal, and boom, three things that, of course, gets against Seattle. It feels pretty good that's going to happen. Uh, that's just one of the many things that are on there, and they build up those little same-game parlays. Guess what? You're going to make a little bit more money because you're combining all of these things that are probably going to happen. feels pretty good. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 Hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y for 67369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Food Hill Casino and Resort. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. <laughs> All right. We're, I'm, I'm going to love that forever. Um... 
All right, just to recap with you guys, our, our draft lottery odds. This is shared from last week, so yes, it has Mike's favorite blemish that there's a 0.2% chance that we land a draft pick that we can't actually land. Um, <laughs> but of course, uh, the 5% on pick number one, 5.2% on pick number two. So for me, it made sense that we at least talk about the difference makers. What if we win the draft lottery? It's an easy conversation to have, but I just thought... Let's do it, right? We're talking yeah. about Connor Bedard, Adam Fantilli, Matt V. Mitchkoff. I, I will say right now, I think the Mitchkoff conversation, we can let picks uh, three through eight have him out. Like, go go at it. If he makes it all the way to nine and that's where we end up picking, sure. Okay, whatever. We'll do it. Yeah, I but, don't know how you want to uh, touch on that, but uh, honestly, the way that, like, how tough it's going to be to figure out, Oh, when's he coming over? Exactly. 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 Like I could almost see him dropping to us, even if we had a nightmare situation and we just drafted at nine or 10. I don't know if our team's really going to, you know, be willing to roll the dice like that. I feel like well, we can, cause we have two first round picks. I think you're talking about Anaheim is a ways Columbus is a ways Chicago is a ways like they don't need these turnarounds right now uh yeah I mean San Jose I think Montreal and now we're getting into that conversation where it's like all right probably not Montreal Arizona they're talking about right like Mitchkoff could come around right when they have their new arena so that would be really cool for them um never we'd also have Philly and Washington passing on them too which I don't know. What a weird conversation for Washington to have internally. Like, are we gonna take are we gonna take Mitchkoff? And maybe by the time he's here, Ovechkin's on the way out. Uh, interest, interesting take for, for Washington. Um but even then I'm I'm kinda even at nine. I don't know. Like we're gonna talk about guys today I'd be happy with. So I, I don't know. You know, like I think about Steve Eiserman taking more cider to fit what he uh, the way he wants to build this team it, it was so far off everyone else's projections for that draft but he wanted more insider so i don't know if mitchkoff drops steve should already have a plan in place right for who he's taking at nine so based yeah. on that i feel like he would just go that route um and he wouldn't expect mitchkoff to drop but um uh-oh if uh yeah if, if you're losing me just let me know but of course uh bedard fantilli uh is where we're at i there's a part of me that it's a weird part of me because Bedard, of course, makes the huge difference. But we already had like, um, yeah, get out of here. I don't care that we're losing connection to Twitch. We already had uh, like Tristan thrown in the chat uh, early on. Uh, I hope we get pick two and take Fantilli. Wouldn't be surprised if uh, Eisman took Mitch Koffer Carlson at pick two. But I, that's where I like right now. You want to talk about a DraftKings ad? There's. I, I will put, I'm thinking about putting down a huge chunk of money because you could still put down money that Fentilli will go number two. I just don't, I can't see a world where that doesn't happen. He just looks like such a solid prospect. But real quick, we'll run through Bedard, of course. Uh, center, 5'10", 185 pounds. He's ranked number one across the board. This isn't one of those years. I mean, you guys know, like uh, Connor Bedard is special. Um, I like what uh, Scott Wheeler put together, his 100 goals this being his draft year, um, having a wrist shot 
and a style of wrist shot that has a name. They're calling it the Bedard already. Ooh. But he still scored more goals with a slap shot. It's insane. Absolutely insane. Um, so I I I just this, you know, this is one of those things that it's just not gonna happen. But if we win, obviously you're taking Bedard. Um, but yeah, this is this is from Scott Wheeler's article. Um, scouts and NHL players are already calling the Bedard. It's already patented curl and drop motion that pulls the puck into his feet and an oddly upright stance and then uses momentum and pressure to uncork a heavy, heavy release. So this is one of those things, too, where the Red Wings would not just be drafting, you know, like we're talking about, oh, high-level playmaker. This is the guy who's the playmaker and then finishes that play on his own. Again, coming back to the 100 goals this year. I mean, I'm, I don't need to make the argument that Connor Bedard is going to be the game changer. Like, we all know this. Um, but just to go to the experts, Bedard, again, from Scott Wheeler of The Athletic, he can do things with the puck that nobody else in the sport can replicate. And he takes the statement a step further. I'm not talking about him compared to other prospects in the draft. I'm talking about nobody. As in, you could put him on the ice with the world's best shooters, Matthews, Kucherov, Line A, Ovechkin, Stamkos, and they wouldn't be able to load up uh, just off their lead skate and fire it off balance like he does, going back to like this Bedard wrister too. Uh, he's got one of the best shooting action wow. I've ever seen. Yeah. Red Wings need finishing. Fills, a, fills multiple holes, but one of the most important ones. Adam Fantilli, almost across the board, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yep, ranked number two, except for... <laughs> Let me cut you off for half a second. Oh, did you uh, want to cause... touch on uh, the greatest... <laughs> no, I mean, uh, take, take, uh, take, you know, what's supposed to be 90 seconds, and then uh, we'll quickly turn into a rabbit hole of you watching it for the next 45 minutes, and just watch that wrist shot of his. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's truly breathtaking, like especially when they get the slow-mo and the, the stick nearly splitting in half from what he's doing, like all the pressure that he's putting on that shot. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, whoever gets him, uh, probably us, when we get him, it's uh, it's going to be pretty exciting. Um, I, and I, I can't imagine he's going to need much seasoning, even as a, a young uh, pup there. But go yeah, ahead, I think I have one. I could pull one up real quick if you guys haven't seen the Bedard yet. Um, yeah. And just real quick, Jared saying, if the wings pulled Bedard, I'd uncork a heavy, heavy release. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jared. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so just to remind you guys too, we are we are gonna try and uh, go live for you guys. So uh, we we'll we'll have our drinks prepared. We have uh, a very special drink we're lining up in case we're celebrating, and uh, of course we're gonna have one prepared in case we're going in the other direction. Um, you know what? We'll have we'll have Kleenex prepared uh, for a couple different reasons too. All right, so uh, Bedard's got the puck, and we're gonna see him load up the shot. I think uh, I don't think there's any sound, but yeah, you let me know. I think this is going sound free. Yep, we're good. Oh, now Bedard's got the puck. Sorry. Wow. Woo. It's just so unique, right? Like, like when Wheeler says, like the shot already has a name. Yeah, he's almost I, like upright. Yeah. 
it's incredibly it, it's it's so weird like especially all the times that wheelers put like the the um you know the unicorn of each draft like he's called that out um <laughs> to think too like bedard won't get that this year because it's just so special we don't even need to bother but uh it's 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 such a weird looking shot and i i would call out like the first time i saw pavel datsuk and i went wow i've never seen anybody look so weird skating down the ice with those <laughs> huge shoulders and the <laughs> big old light bulb head yeah um, athletic quasimodo yeah for sure <laughs> um <laughs> joe diamond jared with the best comment ever uh dan b cosa another great game last night toledo's up three to nothing in that championship all right, so back to our top two brass draft prospects. Adam Fantilli, again, across the board, except for draft prospects, hockey has him ranked number two, 18-year-old, coming out of U of M. I just, like, to me, I already told you, and a Hobie Baker winner, of course, um, led the NCAA with 65 points this past season. This is something, too. It's so unique with Adam Fantilli. Um, listen to uh, Ryan Lambert talk about it. But uh, the NCAA, when giving out the Hobie Baker, is notorious for not giving it to freshmen. And it was almost uh, it was almost like a given, like, oh, this is just, they're giving him the nod, you know, hey, you had a great season, but the Hobie Baker goes to an established player. And oh, he had such an amazing season. He won it anyway. Um, Six foot two, 200 pounds. He's one of the best skaters in this draft. Uh, it's not often we see players his size that can move like him. Skating is balanced. It's powerful. Within his movement patterns, he can handle the puck on a string. He's going to be a transition monster. Like we know we've talked about so many times as an issue for the Red Wings on even strength and the power play. Uh, he could score from mid-range consistently with his low-kick wrister. He's got an ability to protect the puck, shade in and out of coverage. He's got a dangerous curl and drag wrister. Uh, similar to Bedard, and he's uh, comfortable in traffic. When he's on, he can completely take over the game. Uh, Scott goes on to say, he also said, uh, shed some of uh, the selfishness and force it plays that could frustrate me and others at lower levels, which is good to hear. This is this is something that I kept reading about Fantilli is that he is amazing to coach, which for one of the things we always see from Steve Eiserman draft picks, we keep hearing over and over. So again, you get pick number one, you're not, not taking Connor Bedard, but I would just, I, there's something about getting the number two pick. It's something weird in me. Like, I just, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm going to be happy either way. You know, uh, I just, I kind of, there's something about it. I kind of just want that number two pick, not more than the number one, but I, I just, there's something about the perfect, like the synchronicity, right? Like in Detroit sports, another number two pick from the university of Michigan coming in to save a lowly Detroit sports franchise. It's all there. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, you know, when we're doing these, these draft previews and uh, I know you mentioned it a second ago, it's like, a few of these guys, there's almost just no point to doing, um, like a, a like a an analysis an analysis of these guys because it's like, based on where we're limited draft rise, right? We can either take one, two, nine, ten, eleven. Um, 
it's like one and two are so far and away, I think. Um, but, you know, we're going to go over Mitchkoff and yeah, he's a hell of a talented guy, but that, you know, that risk factor for me about what's, uh, you know, when is he actually going to come um, overseas to uh, say hello? It's just, it's so far away with Fantilli um, and Bedard. It, it, it feels like we should really be limiting our draft coverage to like one, two, those are set. Yep. Um, and then, you know, what to do with the guys who are, you know, just, just outside that, you know, right around the top 10. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I like what Tristan threw out there because I, I remember this too, the end of the season presser. Um, Eiserman throws out there such a strong top three of Bedard, Fantilli, and Carlson. Uh, amongst others yes and uh tristan throws out there he said it with a smirk and then he goes on to say read into that however you want but i found that very interesting yeah i i i absolutely think number two if we got it would be fantilli i think there's so many good connections there and it fits along our timeline scott wheeler also went on to say like out of all these guys in the draft who's going to be in the nhl this year or next season sorry uh he couldn't comment on anybody else but he knew for sure Fantilli, Bedard, obviously Bedard, but Fantilli's in that boat too. It's hard yeah, I'm, for everybody else for sure, but he knows those two guys are both going to be in the NHL next year. That's I mean, um, none of us really know, right? And I think what uh, Tristan was alluding to was maybe Mitchkoff would be, you know, the guy we target, which is who we're going to talk about next. But I think it was more about Steve. His, uh, I don't think he wants to throw shade at guys that are. He's kind of he's kind of a glasses half empty kind of guy, and I think he's already planning for who am I going to draft at eleven. Yeah. Um, so I think really what he was trying to do is is uh, try to elevate you know the the prospects that he's going to have to choose from uh, when the Red Wings pick comes around. I, yeah, I did like righteous is like yeah yeah yeah. So who's who are we getting at eleven? Ketzel, <laughs> <laughs> lull, the inevitability of getting screwed again. Um, and Dan B does point out, you know, there's, there's the talent of, of Mitchkoff and Scott Wheeler, just to kind of put out a quick context does say like, there's a conversation that, um, he's, he's number two on Scott's list, but there's all the variables mixed into it. He just couldn't do it. So number three, um, but here's, here's what I did guys. Um, I ran us through number nine. Uh, I brought in, of course, um, I can't believe he's getting into hockey, but yeah, Will Smith, uh, the star of the Academy Awards from two years ago, uh, picked up Will Smith at number nine uh, from the US, uh, USHL. Uh, Gavin Brindley at number 18, picked up a right winger. Samuel Hanzik at number 41. I, this is, I was maybe a little unfair here because Hanzik is actually ranked in the top 20 for Scott Wheeler. Uh, but he was available. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then I had some fun. Because uh, with pick 42, uh, ranked number 50 for FC, I went with Noah Dower Nilsson, who's having a better season than his brother Liam did in his draft year. Um, mm -hmm. And I, yeah, by all accounts, Noah seems to be a more solid draft prospect uh, than Liam. But of course, I think we all remember Hawk and Anderson was. Pounding the table. No, you know, Liam Dower Nelson. We all remember that story. Yeah. Um, because of how good Noah's doing, I, I wondered, like, I was like, is it possible with all the names that get bantied about that a couple of years ago, Hacken saw Noah play? Not that Liam is, is bad, <laughs> but is there a possibility with how much everybody loves Noah? And, you know, like, I think Liam 
what uh, we got we got him what third round or fourth round um i can't remember off the top of my head but yeah like noah being ranked uh, as a top 50 prospect right now by fc fc's rankings fc hockey's rankings ranked a little bit higher than his brother i was jokingly had the thought like whoops what if you watch the wrong Dower Nielsen. But anyway, uh, last pick here, of course, pick 41, 42, and 43, all back-to-back. This yeah. is going to be – this is so incredibly amazing for Steve Eiserman to have this huge chunk of time to figure out either who he's going to draft or have all this time to move some picks. This is going to be an incredible few minutes to watch the draft. But with pick 43, I went with Tom Willander. So, of Ooh. course, in a few seasons, we'll have – Wallander and Willander uh, lining up a defensive pairing. Be very yeah, I can't happy wait for that, that uh, commentary team to try and get through the Willander to Wallander, Wallander to Willander. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be really got. fun. D- just wait till the ESPN broadcast gets a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, they'll Tristan have uh, they'll have there. ratified that contract by then. Okay. Uh, calls me out here. Will Smith won't be there at nine. I actually um redid this a few times so that I could uh I could get the boy in there uh get my man because I uh we have some slides lined up for Will Smith um Tristan wants to know what I did this on just go to FC Hockey my man it's a free tool that you guys can all do of course you could draft all the way through seven rounds I just figured um yeah I'm not that guy I am I don't I don't really care past the second round I think I'm gonna I'll get the updates on Twitter but uh, I don't know you guys are better humans than I am. If third round picks are coming up and you guys are like, man, I've watched 50 games of that kid. He's, he's for real guys. We nailed it with our seventh round. Yeah. pick. And I, so I will, I will say uh, real quick too, with this is a uh, Ketzel um, kind of pushing back on what's going to happen at 41, 42, 43. Oh my God. Yeah, I'd yeah. be, uh, I'd be pretty surprised if we drafted all three of those or any of them. To be honest, I feel that kind of feels like a bundle to uh, thank you, Matt. You have the, you have the J Fresh for Will Smith. Do you have that over there? <laughs> this is uh, Elite Prospects. Uh, so Will Smith. Um, yeah, I, I to finish your thought uh, for Ketzel too. He's not confident all five of those picks will be there. I feel like we'll get <laughs> two draft picks. I'm just. I have five. to. I'm just asking because you like. There's actual Will Smith, the hockey player data. We know that's the photo of the actor, right? yeah okay <laughs> i'm just making sure okay cool <laughs> uh righteous says talk about his wife and you're getting boarded um <laughs> all right so will smith um 18 year old six foot center 172 pounds uh consolidated rankings from elite prospects has him at number six elite prospects itself has him at number nine uh, FC hockey had him at six, uh, Bob McKenzie, who usually does a pretty good job of like lining up where these picks are going because his ranking is influenced by conversations with these teams internally. Uh, he has him at, uh, sorry, where is he? He has him at number six. Uh, he's going to go as high as number. Th- well, it's going to say number three with NHL central scouting, but that's North American players. Uh, but Sportsnet has him at number five overall. So it's as high as he's going. Um, I mean, what we're looking at here, I thought this was really cool, but for us forwards, uh, his points per game going from the, the U 18 draft year 
right here uh doing just uh, or actually i should say this doing better i was gonna say just as well doing better than caulfield logan cooley trevor zegris matt boldy and future hall of famer dylan larkin um trying to measure himself up to uh to jack hughes this is uh of course the points per game is what they're putting up uh for us ntdp Hmm. not a bad list to be a part of a lot of names still have um quite a fair bit that they need to show for themselves but uh to be just under hughes pretty good pretty good um this year he's centered under 18 teams first line with wingers ryan leonard and gabe perot uh i was actually trying to line this up so that we could get will smith and gabe perot uh he's uh 18th ranked um prospect through fc hockey put up a huge chunk of points with with will uh together they form the most productive line in the history of the program smith has played uh to above two points per game and was named mvp of the biosteel all american game along the way but yeah that that's that's one of those fun conversations like maybe the red wings use one of those second round picks to trade up and you could you could go into your training camp and try and keep this first line together. That would be pretty cool, or at least a couple elements of that. But that's, uh, I, I was eyeballing Gabe Perot uh, along the lines of that 18th pick. But um, it's a conversation to have, of course. Um, you know, are you going to use those picks to get players that are available now? Are you going to use those picks to trade up? Um, are you going to package a bunch of them for just one thing, which would be, holy shit, would that be the most fun conversation? Okay, um, just a couple more things here, and then, um, oh, let's run through the last couple of guys here, because I said a half hour, and I screwed Mike over, because now we're at 45 minutes. All right, so we'll go over uh, Gavin Brindley here, he's 25th ranked, but uh, I like my man as a right wing. Uh, he's five foot nine. Uh, he'll, he's ranked as high as 14th by FC Hockey. Uh, he's really hitting the bottom of the barrel for TSN's uh, Bob McKenzie. Um, he's one of three draft eligibles on this list playing college hockey this season. Brindley hasn't just settled into U of M. Uh, he has looked anywhere from comfortable to impactful in every game, including at center and on the wing. So this is uh, some flexibility here. Plus level skater gets through, uh, his extensions quickly, sells on the edges, rounds corners sharply and darts around the ice, hunting pucks and pushing through holes. Gavin, I say, Solid prospect goes against a lot of what the Red Wings have drafted in regards to size. So I think this would be something fun to think about and kind of mix it up a little bit here. And of course, the flexibility and closeness with uh, U of M. Uh, Samuel Hansik. Hansik was one of the steeper ascents in the draft this season when he suffered a leg injury in Slovakia's second game in the World Juniors. Then he got back in late February after a point <clears throat> list return, put up two goals and six shots in his second game back. He's a big winger. This guy's six foot four, like 185 pounds now at 18. This is something that goes more in the lane of Steve Eiserman. I think um, if we landed him in one of those second round picks, something horrible has come out about Hanzik and we're going to get in trouble for drafting him. But I think this is a very good name uh, to keep in mind. Even maybe we're trading back and we've moved some of those second round picks and we're moving the first round pick back. I don't know. 
maybe we won the draft lottery and we feel pretty good about Bedard. So we're just going to move back and pick up Hansik later. But I, I think this is still a pretty good name to keep an eye on considering he goes as high as uh, 13 by daily Faceoff and 13 by Sportsnet. And then we'll get into that 29 range with like smart scouting. Uh, well, he's uh, like guys like him too, I think are really going to get more of a look, especially with Tage Thompson because, really kicking ass. Yep. Um, especially, I think, uh, I can't remember where the think piece was, but it was talking about uh, Soderbloom kind of being in that mold. You know, maybe not quite the skater because he's, you know, seven feet tall almost, <laughs> but um, having the hands to, uh, you know, succeed. So, yeah, um, uh, definitely on board with you on that one, Matt, as far as a guy with that Islanders pick. And the last two here, Noah Dower-Nilsson. He's an intelligent center with well-rounded tools. He put up 54, 54 points in the J20 National. Um, she needs to learn consistency. Um, he's got to consistently use that motor, refine those physical tools, uh, protect himself and, uh, and his team. And then Tom Willanders really jumped off uh, everybody's draft page uh, just because uh, who doesn't want a Willander-Wallander uh, pairing? Fleet-footed, right-handed defenseman who excels defensively. Limited puck skills, but has second pairing upside on uh, on the right hands. Right side defense. I mean, we got to start collecting those boys. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, our first episode here going over some of the draft prospects. Mike's got to go. Mike, thanks still for hanging around and letting me keep you for an extra few minutes there. Guys, sorry we're going to end this so quick. Um, uh, uh, just before we go, it yeah. is, is it Monday, May 8th is the, the, the lottery reveal? Yes. Um, I don't know how many of you guys watched The Office. Um, there's an episode where Michael was going to find out if uh, Holly was single or not, and he prepared two boxes, one uh, if things were sour and one celebratory. And uh, I think we're going to try and do that on that show. Matt and I are going to be in the same room at the same time recording the episode. We're going to have a sad box, but we're also going to have a happy box. We're, we're um, going to be back-to-back, buck-naked. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's before the show, Matt. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're going to have a happy box. We're going to have a sad box and uh, I'm really excited to, uh, listen to that news with everybody. And hopefully we're all using our happy boxes at night. Get your happy boxes prepared, ladies and gentlemen. I think good things are coming. Monday, Monday, May 8th, eight o'clock. <laughs> all right, guys, we will, uh, we'll talk to you in a week. And then of course on Monday, May 8th, uh, we'll have, I'll do another one of these, uh, drafts through FC hockey, and then we'll, we'll hit on some more prospects next week. All right. Thanks for coming aboard, guys. See it. I have more pictures of Will Smith. All right. See you guys.